Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And today we have part two of our interview with Brenda Martinez. Let's hear her stories. Let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Was Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And my name is Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Equals 8 and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals 8 in Ecuador as well. Education Equals Hope exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And our hope and dream for this podcast is to communicate all of the activities and experiences that we have within Equals H to all of our friends, sponsors, and partners all over the world. Which, happily, it is growing. Yeah. No. <laughs> There are some. We have some in listening in Switzerland. Wow, you see? Uh, yeah. You see what do? Um, so we are thrilled to be back. Today we have the second part of our uh -huh. conversation with Brenda Martinez. Welcome back, Brenda. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. If you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to part one. It'll make part two uh, <laughs> much more clear. But it's how she got involved and the doors that God opened miraculously over and over again to get you to uh, to where you are. But the short version is put a call on your heart to care for people in a medical way, to study nursing um, and to be compassionate and caring in that nursing profession. Started with uh, the elderly, the senior group in your church, and then worked with uh, Educational as Hope hosting teams, short-term mission teams, and an unlikely and wonderful partnership developed between you and a number of churches in Upper South Carolina as they uh, chose to support your education so that you could volunteer at the church full-time. Yes, is that's that, it. Is that the, it in a nutshell? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> so where we left off, um, we were just right there, that, that God had opened the door for you to mm -hmm. go to the United States to to do your own fundraising. Eagles H, we, as a board, uh, we do the fundraising for general or basic education, mm -hmm, right? So mm -hmm. pre-K through 12th grade. We are very happy to be the channel to help people go to university, but we're not going to do general fundraising for university students. And we have always put that onus on the students themselves to do their own fundraising. And we have six or seven um, uh, that have come through and done that that way. Uh, and we're on the cusp of something new, but I'm getting ahead of ourselves. So back <laughs> to you. So tell us, where did we leave off? Off you go. Yes. So talking about like fundraising, I remember I went to uh, South Carolina to do fundraising for my studies. And then I was scared and nervous just to give a speech in front of like 200 people in a church. And then I was also doubting myself because I was like, I don't think people are just going to give money away so easily. You know, like they don't even know me. People are so generous. People are so generous and they trust me and they trust me. And thanks to them, thanks for all the support and donations, I'm here today. And so I was able to do fundraising to pay for my you know um first semester of nursing school and then from that point on I just kept on going like doing phone racing getting connected with more people more churches and they were supporting me and also supporting the church at the same time because I was it's able to it's a lot to, of pressure it's yeah. a lot of pressure you mean you you're like yes I got one semester oh my gosh I have nine more to go yes uh, 
But it, every mm-hmm. every semester, the funds did come in. It did. They did. Thank goodness for it. And yeah, my experience in nursing school, it was it was amazing. I just loved it. I loved my college, and I also loved uh, all the clinical hours I got to do in a hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, as we were talking a little bit in the other podcast uh, of how like the healthcare system works here. You know, I got to go and to do clinical uh, rotations, clinical hours in a public hospital, mm-hmm. and so getting to you know be with the people and the hospital and see how much they were suffering just physically but also like emotionally and spirituality mm-hmm. being able to be there uh just to hold their hands to mm-hmm. pray for them and just to just to be like by their side because you know like being in a hospital sucks like being in a, a patient if you ever been in a hospital like hospitalized it's awful and mm-hmm. especially when you know like you don't have money to pay and you don't have like a relative to be in, like next to you holding your hand and you don't have an advocate in mm-hmm. the public hospital system here for example mm-hmm. i mean sometimes you have a room that has two beds in it but sometimes you have a room that has 10 or 12 yes. or 20 mm-hmm. beds in it and and there's no one like you you need help going to the bathroom or you need mm-hmm. Your medicine was due an hour ago. And again, the nurses and doctors, they're doing the very, very, very they best they can. so many patients on their charge. Like 20, uh, 20 patients per nurse is impossible. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, but you got to see that and witness that firsthand. Yes, and, I did. And be a part of that and be a part of people's healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID happened. Yes, in the middle did. of your <laughs> in the middle of your college experience. Yeah, almost at like the very end, but it was it was cool. You know, like during the. I want to interrupt you one second because I just said in the middle of your college experience, and I just want to remind our listeners that college in Ecuador is very different than college in the United States. Okay. College in Ecuador, you pay your tuition, but you're still living at home. Yes. Everyone lives at home. You do all right. your meals at home. There's no cafeteria. There are no dorms. There's no college life. There's no Greek life. There's that it's like going to high, high school, school, except it's college. Yes. Okay. Just want to clear that up real quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Accurate. Yes. Accurate, yes. Right. Yeah. For us, it was like that. That's like what that. that's what college is in, in Ecuador. Ecuador. Okay, back to you, Brenda. <laughs> yeah, so the experience was great, and then uh, nursing school is hard. I mean, like you have to read a lot, you have to be responsible, and you have to, you know, always be reading and like uh, doing tests and all that. But thank goodness, you know, like I never like failed any of my classes. I Wait, passed <laughs> everything. Never lost any semester. I think, it's, I think it's more common to fail classes in Ecuador. Because it is kind of like sink or, sink or swim. Like, here's the information. Good luck. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of, like, let's make sure that you understand. It's well, Yes. But it was good. And then, then COVID happened. And then at the last year of my college uh, experience, um, I got to do everything online. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I know that it was a struggle for me and for everyone who's listening right now. You know, uh, having to take classes or just like being on a Zoom call all day, it was hard. But then at the end, I made it. And then in this summer, uh, I graduated from nursing school. Yay! <laughs> now, is that the end of your academic career? Is are, are like you an employable nor- nurse right now? No. <laughs> yeah, because the system is different in Ecuador. <laughs> so how it works for nurses here, doctors and nurses, is that once you're done, you graduated, uh, you have to do a uh, like what we call a rural internship or slash residency thing that you have to do in a rural area. 
And so uh, pretty much the government of Ecuador sends all doctors and nurses to do a residency for a whole year in, in a remote community. It could be anywhere, mm-hmm. really. It could be in the jungle. It could be in the mountains. It could be in the Galapagos if you get lucky. If it, it could be in the coast. And then you just get assigned where to go. There are some people who do get to pick uh, but the penance. Uh, if they are pregnant, if they are married, they have kids, they have a preference, and then they can pick kind of like where to go. And, and kind of like pick the ones kind of closer to wherever they closer live. Closer <laughs> to where they live or closer to the big cities. Mm-hmm. But then for the rest of us who are not pregnant yet and are not married, uh, we just have to like hope for the best. And so I'm in that process right now. And you just got your... You just got your information, <laughs> what, yesterday? Two days ago? Two days ago. The, the matching, the yes. big matching Saturday. Yes, it was Saturday. And I'm just, once again, God, God is good all the time. And he has been good to me. I was hoping not to go for the jungle. I love the jungle. But then I am just such a coward with bugs and everything. <laughs> so I was like, please, Lord. You hear that, Rose? That's your impact. Your influence. <laughs> but yes. So um, uh, the Lord opened the door for me again. And I am going into a place that's called uh so ecuador uh, where quito is is in the province of pichincha so right now i'm going to the province of chimborazo and then from there we have different like what do you call like counties Uh kind of yeah and so it's a little county called colta and inside inside that county there is another what? Little town, town called uh, Columbe, and inside the little town, there is a community uh, for indigenous uh, people that's called Rumi Corral. So that's the final. That's <laughs> where that's your that's your sub uh, sub centro de salud, right? Your sub center. It's just like a small. It's less than a center. It's less than a public health center. It's yes. a, It's a room. Is so, is yes. So probably you'll be one of. Two or three people that work there? Yes. So I'll be the only nurse working there, and there will, there will be a doctor and a dentist. So the three of you. And, yes. And so it's not like you have a whole lot of people teaching you, coaching you, being like, hey, this is what you do in this situation, Brenda. No. Again, it's trial by fire in the public health system of mm-hmm. whatever walks in the door, it's your job to figure out what to do. Yes. Uh, as we were saying uh, earlier, I mean, like, we don't have enough supplies sometimes. So you mm-hmm. have to buy your own supplies, your own gloves, your own gas, like alcohol and stuff. Do so patients do or you have to buy that? You do. You as a nurse. I you. mean, like, if the patient comes in and then you don't have those supplies, the easy way out is just to say, sorry, go to the next uh, medical center and see if they have those supplies or you could buy and help provide those you people. You could buy those personally yourself. Personally and help those people because mm. they'll be the nicest thing to do, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, so that's – yeah, that's what's happening right now. And I will be actually moving out of my house next Sunday. It's starting, like, this new chapter uh, uh, working in this community, uh, working with, like, different indigenous communities in the highlands. Wow. So it's going to be a lot. When I got your message that that's where it was, again, just amazing, <laughs> the small world, because – Chimborazo is a huge, it's a state, it's yep. a, an entire state. And there's a city in the state called Riobamba. And we have one of our Eagles Age partners there. And guess where they? we've always gone to do work? In Columbe, <laughs> in Colta. <laughs> and so while I haven't been to the exact mountain, because apparently your, your little house, is, I mean, your little <laughs> medical office is on top of a mountain. Yeah. Big hill. We'll just call it a big hill. It's very top of this hill. 
um, in a very remote area. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been to that particular one, but have definitely been in and around all of that area and mm-hmm. um, have worked in those communities and still have a program that touches those communities as well. So you're, you can you can run, but you can't hide from education equals health. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Excited things will happen next year. So we'll see. And yeah, and going to knowing that you're there and seeing how we can partner with you and um, pour into those communities. What a gift, what a blessing. So we're so excited. We wanted you um, on the show for two reasons. One, to tell this story of God's faithfulness, of what God has done through God's people to provide for the community of Cristo Liberador and your leadership in that community for these four or five years. Um, and I know that we had a meeting with Reverend Lord Liz and kind of wrapping that up and like, this mm-hmm. is, this is the official end of, uh, of Brenda's, uh, full-time volunteering <laughs> at the church. Obviously you and Jorjito run a college age youth group out of the church as well. And so there's some things that you'll pop back in and out of, but you're going to be living four to five hours away. Yes. And so we're so excited. But the other reason we wanted to have you on the show is to share the next part of this vision and dream. (laughs) Yes. So back to you, Brenda. (laughs) So uh, thanks to the many, many donations that uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, from South Carolina and other, other states, other states, yes. <laughs> They're not provinces. They are states. Good job. Um, uh, thanks to the many, many donations I received um, at the end of my you know, college career, um, we realized with Cameron that uh, we had some money left that I was not you know, going to so use. Didn't, you didn't drain your bank account no. to zero. And I, I think this is a good time to say that you have been incredibly intentional, and I want to say thank you for that, and thank you publicly, that you never really stood up and said in any of the churches or any of the times that you were asking for support, you never said, hey, give to me, give to Brenda. You always said, please give to Educational's Hope that provides for education in these situations. I get to do this, but but you're always doing kind of like general fundraising for mm-hmm. equals age and people know and connected it to you. You did such a great job of keeping your, your webpage or your blog updated and sending out emails. And, but you've, from the very beginning, you've always had such an open hand about what God has provided and, and not been like, this is mine. <laughs> Send it off. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then to, thanks to the many, many donations, uh, we have money left which is good. God has provided a lot and people have been so generous and I'm not going to use that money anymore, obviously, because I'm done with school. Uh, But we were talking with Cameron one day and I was like, I want more people to have the same opportunity that I did, you know, like to go to college because for a lot of people, you know, like my age or, you know, who who are teenagers, um, they don't expect to go to college because they know it's, it's hard for them. It's hard for their families. It's like once mm-hmm. you're done with high school, when you ask them, ask them what's next, it's like, I don't know, maybe find a job, try to help my family, provide for them. Uh, or for uh, especially girls, um, unfortunately and sadly, some of them get pregnant when they're yeah, teenagers. What, do you, what else? What, else, what are you going to do next? Oh, probably have a baby. Yeah. Wow. That's a reality here mm-hmm. in this country and other countries in South America. And so, like, they stop dreaming. And so we don't want that. We want them to continue, you know, like, to f- fulfill their uh, purpose here in this world and just to be a good asset uh, for their church. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're talking, I was talking to Cameron, and I was like, maybe we can help provide 
education for other other students, you know, like who want to go to college. Mm-hmm. And thanks to that, we have five other college students who are who currently go to Cristo Liberador who are now going to college. Thanks to that money that you donated for me, but now we're using for those students. So every penny that's been donated is going to a college yes. expense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have finished yours. And that's the, the interesting part of fundraising, right? Like you never know when when you're going to meet your goal and like, do we need, like, should we, do we keep going? But to know that that fine, those finances are blessing other people. Mm -hmm. And at this point, that's, um, I think that each student gets like a hundred dollars a semester or $200 a, no, a hundred. Yes. A hundred dollars a semester. So it's not, it's still not a, we're not talking about huge amounts of money and the U S mind yeah, yeah but that is huge amounts of money here and what's it what it's able to do mm-hmm. and so um and as we continue to dream with you brenda and Jorjito and uh, lourdes just realize that brenda is willing to continue to do the fundraising for college students and god has opened the door that she has the visa and so we're hoping and again these aren't huge numbers uh, yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. world, but here they are. She's mm-hmm. continue, She's willing to continue to do the fundraising that we could support uh, a church $1,000 a semester and then let them divide up among their university students. And just mm-hmm. that little bit can help people get to college, do continue that formation of their body, soul, mind, and, and spirit, and then the impact that that has in that church and in their community. It's just an incredible tool to keep moving forward and that we get to keep partnering with people. Absolutely. And as you're saying, Cameron, probably these are not huge numbers, uh, but they do make the difference in the life of the student. And making the difference in the life of a student makes a difference in the community. Mm-hmm. We have talked about relationships all along this this Hopecast. Um, and the most important thing for me to mention right now is that through those relationships, we have seen Brenda grow. We have seen Reverend Lourdes and the Church of Cristo Liberador not just helping or supporting, truly being involved in the life of others. Mm-hmm. So this way, now what we are doing, Brenda and I, are um, taking some students like five, six of them, and trying to see their potential and their commitment to the church Mm -hmm. and saying, hey, we want to support you. We want to help you with your college, um, college, some college expenses and your college life. But we also want to invest in you. We want to pour out Mm -hmm. in you Mm -hmm. so that we know that you're growing and we are growing with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the hope. That was something that really touched my heart when, when, when I heard that you both, Cameron and Brenda, met. And you were, like, talking about this new possibility for the future. What really touched my heart is that the fact that we can not just um, help provide. We are going to walk with people. Mm-hmm. And we are going to see them growing. And we want to see them thrive. And that you guys were super, super committed to say, this is not over. Just by the fact that Brenda is getting what she wanted in, in, in a way doesn't mean that this is over. She's just one step ahead, but she wants to pour out back to everyone else that needs it. And mm-hmm. and she's not just, I, I really, I'm really thankful for your heart and your mind and the way that you did things, for how responsible you were. And this is so cool to see how God is um, blessing us all through that good stewardship. You know, and it's so, so good that we can see that expanding to others. Mm-hmm. And through that relationship, we're going to see our the, the churches that we work with, you know, our churches, we're going to see them growing. 
This is not just about providing something. This is about growing together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is the ultimate goal, right? Is yeah. that we walk with people as they come to know how much Jesus loves them, mm-hmm. that Jesus makes life better and makes them better at life and to have the opportunity for an education. So Brenda, thank you for continuing mm-hmm. to be willing to be that face and that voice because no other student has the opportunity to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one else has a visa. Um, and God can work those miracles. And we yeah. will trust that another student eventually will mm-hmm. be able to, to have a visa mm-hmm. to go. But for representing not only your desires, but representing the cause of so many young people who have hopes and dreams of how they want to pour into this world and make this world a better place. And then through their faith and through their education. Mm-hmm. Thank so th- you. Thanks for willing to stand up. Thank you. And thank you so much to you. And thank you to all the people who are listening right now. And I just wanted to keep praying that we can keep uh, growing. And right now it's just um, my church, but we're hoping that it will be more and more churches. That we could, that do, we that. could mm-hmm. do that with all those that students would... to get a college. So keep so, us in your prayers. As we try to figure out how to expand, and right now that'll be through the Episcopal denomination here, <laughs> especially going back to aforesaid Juan Carlos being <laughs> 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 the way to... to the Reverend Juan Carlos, um, being able to work together in partnership in new in new ways. Mm-hmm. So do please, dear listeners, keep us in your prayers. Thank you again for your support for Brenda. Thank you if you want to be a part of her continuing story, the story of the of the fir- other college students that she's going to intentionally um, raise funds to help make their dreams come true, uh, and. Or if you want to help just one of our normal equals age (laughs) students in their basic education, um, please go to www.educationequalshope.org. Find the Donate Now button, the Give Hope button. And then when it says a memo, they're like in memory of or in honor of, just use any space that you can find because we're working (laughs) desperately on our website to make it what we want it to be. Um, But to say, hey, we want this to go to higher education through... uh, through the dreams that um, have been accomplished through Brenda. So thank you for joining us. We love you guys and talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.